0: Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Hedspeth. Over the next half an hour or so, we're talking all things Liverpool FC, following an entirely predictable goalless draw with Manchester United. A game that literally made no one on the planet happy. Not Liverpool fans, not my United fans, and definitely not neutrals. We'll get into that in a second, but first it's time to introduce my co-host. He is, as always, a wonderful... My toppest of top reds, Mr Alex Purdy. How are you, sir? Uh,
1: Deflated, again, for the fourth week running.
0: Yeah, it has been a poor start.
1: An uncharted territory that we are without a winning four. So, yeah, I don't like it.
0: Right, well, I would introduce uh, Emma Sanders here as well, but she's off being a real journalist, and we were supposed to have uh, LFC trippers and Ninety Min's own Grizz Khan, but he apparently has slept in Yay. and uh, and missed this podcast. So it's just me and Purdy today with you. So sorry about that. Sorry about that indeed. <laughs> uh, another thing that we are sorry about was the goalless draw from yesterday with Manchester United's... Right off the bat, was this result inevitable? I mean, there were jokes about it was going to be a boring 0-0 draw right <laughs> from the off, and it pretty much was. Well,
1: usually, to me, it's the most obvious result when we play Man United. We draw 1-0 or 0-0. Mm. Um, but I thought we'd be more fired up this time as we're without a winning... Well, it would have been without a winning three. United just went top of the table. It's like, right, put your foot down, let's, let's do it. And yet again, didn't score... Didn't create much, just pretty poor all round. So yeah, inevitable is probably the right word in the end.
0: Are we going to score in 2021, <laughs> um... What the hell is wrong with our attack? I mean, since Palace, and you would have thought, I mean, that looked like the floodgates had opened and we were going to turn into this amazing attacking unit. I think I saw a stat, I'm not entirely sure if this is correct, but since that game, when we scored seven away at Sellers Park, had 64 shots, and just one goal, that part I am sure about. Uh, yeah, what is what is going on the strike force? Salah looked off his game. Mane, again, is, is trying to make things happen. He's making runs. He's trying to take people on. It's just not quite coming together. And Firmino just looks completely off the boil.
1: Yeah, look, of course we'll score again this year if we play Villa <laughs> under 18s every game. Um, <laughs> 64 shots. It doesn't seem like that because, you know, our attackers just hate shooting now By the by the looks of it. They yeah, keep getting I think into saw... dangerous positions and just cutting it back to no one.
0: Mm, I saw after the game that we had more shots than main items, but it really didn't feel like it. And I think there were three on target for Liverpool, and they were all, you know, tame and straight at the uh, yeah. hay, apart from uh, the one that Thiago had, oh. uh, which Best was nice. Best chance of the game, but really, <laughs> I mean, if I, I felt sorry for the people that had to put a highlights package of that game together because it was really, I mean, it was tense. And, like, as a, as a fan, oh, that yeah. somebody was like, skin in the game you're watching it on the edge of your seat but it was pretty pretty unpleasant watch i mean is it it goes beyond uh our, our front three though doesn't it really because it, like it's not just them i mean apart from uh let's say tiago who we just mentioned fabinho and allison so the brazilians minus fabinho i think everybody just looks looks off it at the moment don't they
1: we just look tired i mean it's been was it three years just at the the best level We've potentially ever seen in the Premier League, and we just look tired. I think it's easy to say without fans, we look worse because every team's affected by it. But I think mm. you know, people called the likes of Sheffield uh, would affect them more. I think it affects us like immensely, which is a probably a poor excuse, but it is a factor, and that's that's a reason as to why we're struggling this season.
0: Yeah, uh, and then I think that I think that's entirely fair to be honest and people just expect this team to keep growing at the intensity they have been playing and it would be nice but i guess it's there's an inevitable slump that comes with that along with uh you know the specific conditions of of the last 12 months and people like trent alexander and arnold in particular he just looks knackered he looks unwell and i know Klopp mm. has talked about him struggling with covid and if that was pre-season or earlier in the season but he just doesn't look on it at all There are a couple of like really sloppy um, bits of possession from him uh, yesterday. Did you think? I saw a lot away. of hate. For,
1: I, I can agree that the previous three games, he's been way off it. I thought yesterday he was much better. Not not, not to his standard, but still good. Like He defended well. Uh, like No one ripped him up. He was switching the ball excellently. He got it across to Robertson a a number of times in good. Yeah, I mean if you
0: get it to his feet, he'll still switch it and and do that. But I just think when he's not like standing still with the ball at his feet, I I thought he he just looks there's just something about him just looks off. I think it is a combination of tiredness, the amount of games they have played over the last few years and the fixture congestion and everything. Yeah, you can say it is the same or or even worse for other teams, but it is it doesn't it doesn't make it any easier.
1: On Liverpool. No, and um, I like think the fact that Salah was probably the worst player on the pitch, and then you look at it, Trent, and that's our right-hand side yeah, completely yeah. gone. Yeah, and usually Henderson plays on the right of that midfield, and he's amazing, and he had to drop back to centre-back. He did that, well, by the way. He, Yeah, look, our defence was, well, great in the end. Um, we, we could have lost that game easily if it weren't for, for the back five.
0: Hey, it was, you feel vindicated now. You've been talking about Henderson in the back for, for weeks. So now it's finally come off. Do you know? agree?
1: Emma had her head in her hands when I said he should play there in this game. It's like, well, there hey, you go. what does you she know? know? Yeah. Uh, Who's the BBC, journalist now?
0: So. Lame lamestream media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was pleased that he started because I was worried that somebody like Reese williams or even Nat Phillips that would be just too much of an ask for them against Martial and Rashford and Cavani and Bruno and all these players so I was pleased that he had that uh, experience and, and like craftiness just intelligence to play that yeah, role and he did it really well it
1: was the right choice but yeah we missed so much in that in that midfield although he's dude, weird Sha- he played. Shaq played alright
0: Jardim was obviously
1: stuff. good and mm. Wijnaldum I thought not his best fairly average I guess so if we put can, Henderson in for Wayne album in that game, that we could have won that. I don't know. This time,
0: I think for most for most of the game they controlled the midfield, but at like at no benefit really because there wasn't anything. There was nothing doing with it really. It was just sideways passing and then not really finding that through ball or across to no one, and it's just it was all just very frustrating and a lot of misplaced passes in the final third, which again yeah. is not really what you expect to see. That sort,
1: sort of seventy minutes, I was crying out for for Ox to come on solely because yeah. we weren't going to break them down. And he's good outside the box just to ping one in the top corner. That's mm. sort of the level we're getting to now. We are just taking pop shots and Tiago did. And it was the best chance of the game.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what we needed. Just a little bit more invention and creativity from, from outside of the box. Um, the key talking point, point then, I was trying to think about things that happened. I mean, we had Tiago shot. We had a couple of great saves near the end from, from Allison. I mean, what a goalkeeper he is. Uh, but probably the biggest thing that people talk about, at least on, on social media after the game, was uh, the referee, Paul Tierney? I was about to call him Kieran Tierney, but that's not correct. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. Him blowing the whistle for half-time uh, just as Mane had been released behind Manchester United's defence. What is your What are your thoughts well, on that?
1: Well, I saw it happen and I thought... Well, that kind of just happened. So I just sort of, I saw Thiago like go, "Uh?" I was like, nah, surely they've not blown five seconds before Mm. and mine is actually onside. He must have been offside. He just must have been. Um, So I let it go. And then I looked sort of five minutes later at Twitter and it's just blown up. And it's like, what is happening here? (laughs) Is there an agenda against Klopp and Liverpool? Are we, you know?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: of (laughs) course there is. And it's, you know, it's biased towards Man United and the rest of it. Um, I really don't know, because it's minimum one minute, isn't it? So even even if yeah. we were just passing it around the back, you know, blowing at forty five fifty five is unacceptable. Let alone being one on one in on goal.
0: It's a weird one. I mean, you always want to see it like given the benefit of doubt when when there is a ball played in behind like that or any kind of attack, really. But I mean, to make that your key talking point of the game is just it just shows like, what a dire. Fucking fair, everything
1: was really. (laughs) What do you make of it? Like what why why did he do that? Is there any rationale
0: there? Like, unless just the the clock on the like the the broadcast is not quite synced up with the refs and he's yeah, I don't know. But either way, like he should be he should be allowing that to that chance to play through. Um Mm. so yeah, I think he's just made a bit of a an error there. But like if you're clutching at that, I mean Manny's still got a lot of work to do from there. It's not so
1: the, the point here is not that we would have won one nil from that. The point here is yeah, it's the referees not like a... are incompetent, and that's a prime yeah, example. Exactly,
0: exactly. It's not like when you see the like dodgy penalty decisions or something. I think we just, we yeah. They didn't get one actually. Let it go. They, didn't,
1: they didn't get. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes didn't get was... his little. I was waiting for it, but they didn't have the chance because was... our defense was so good.
0: Yeah, lovely. I thought when uh, Rashford ran through in the second half that that was like going to be a prime opportunity for that to happen. But <laughs> Fabinho was just absolutely brilliant at just shadowing him and then stealing the He's ball incredible. off him inside our box.
1: Has he been um, the best defender in the league this season? Other than John uh, Stones? Quite.
0: Other than John, Yeah, imagine <laughs> that at the start of the season. You're Fabinho and John Stones your <laughs> PFA Team of the Year <laughs> back perry. That'd
1: be classic.
0: Um, Jack Gallagher, who, who works with us at, at 90 Minutes well, tweeted, I think I retweeted off the Gagan Press account, that Liverpool's defence was just a world-class midfield yeah, yesterday. I hope you yeah, get it, was, yeah. Yeah, we got the two wingers in Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, and then Fabinho and Henderson. <laughs> it's just got it's got so much balance as well, it's lovely. It's a sort of um, midfield that you used to get, before everything changed to like 4-3-3 and 4 3 one like that <laughs> in the 90s would have like won you the league, that midfield. Yeah, but now you're drawing at home to...
1: 99
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving forward then, like what what does Klopp do? Or what would you do if you were in charge? Is there any any January business that you think would help? Okay, we can just put aside the fact that there's probably no money for it. Um, but yeah, what what are we thinking needs to be done here?
1: Uh January business. We need to buy some sort of painkillers for Jotta and Virgil to get them back. <laughs> ASAP
0: magic elixir to bring them back (laughs) to life
1: if we can do that because let's not forget it was Virgil broke the scoring in the game last year from a corner and we haven't scored from a corner in god knows how long because of he's basically been out so I thought you were gonna say
0: since then and I was just trying to think whether we have uh, we must have done must it feels like we haven't scored since then in general yeah
1: um yeah in terms of actual players and not just painkillers um I've heard Ed Emilitao on loan. That'd be all right. Paying some back yeah. in the field.
0: I mean, you have to remember that he's not really getting a look in at Real Madrid. And I mean, there are reasons for that. But just as a body, as like a senior established defender, yeah. if you come in, he's Brazilian. So playing alongside um, someone like Fabinho as well might be, might be good yeah. for Got him. Yeah, we that
1: Brazili- we'll have a Brazilian triangle at the back with Alisson.
0: Oh, lovely. And then uh, Thiago, well, Thiago's spain international but brazilian there's heritage bobby
1: yeah. there's a spine of brazil running through the team
0: that's it we've it <laughs> just turn the team into brazil <laughs> um but oh, yeah the... other, than, other
1: than that like oh, we don't need to sign is an it... attacker because we've got jota which is just unfortunate he's out um this window anyway we need to look at getting origi out because yesterday was just another example that he actually doesn't do anything anymore
0: he only got like two minutes to be. Fair. i know
1: but he didn't do anything again. It's not like it's not. I'm not judging him two minutes there. It's a build-up of minutes where he's done nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's still living off that Champions League goal. I mean, come on, Divock.
1: Yeah. No, I love him um, forever, but not any. You know, not now.
0: I love him forever, but just not now. Yeah. Just not right now. Um. Hey, what about this? Bring back Harvey Elliott from Blackburn. He got another assist at the weekend. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, <laughs> So that's 11 uh, goals and assists in 19 games so far for Blackburn Rovers. He's been lighting up the Championship. Uh, still only 17 years old, but hey, that's what we need, right?
1: Well, that is good. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Salah does need a rest and he plays right wing. Yeah. But probably not <laughs> because I want him to, you know, grow in the Championship and keep getting those numbers up. Um, and he, he he just wouldn't get a look in, would he, really, in the Premier League. he'd get He'd get the odd... FA Cup game when we get knocked out in the next round.
0: Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is put him into those big pressure situations being like, hey, go on, sc- score a goal please, <laughs> <laughs> to a 17 year old in the kind of game like yesterday where they're just feeding off nothing. So, yeah. uh, He does look like an incredible talent though. Uh, have you seen some of the goals that he's been scoring in Blackburn? I always see like, the the retweets and stuff. I saw online. I
1: saw one because the Gagin press retweeted it and then yeah. it sort of went dry after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't follow Blackburn Rovers, unfortunately.
0: Hey, you should, just should. for Harvey <laughs> Elliott. content. Content okay. alone. Uh, he's still got the hair as well. He's still rocking that oh, is slightly dodgy, yeah, like shitbag Jesus barnet. I <laughs> <but>, um...
1: <laughs> quite like it. It makes him stand out. You know, the Jack Grealish of our team.
0: Yeah, so next season, Harvey yeah. Elliott, Mbappe and a oh, wow. seven year old, maybe in a time. <laughs> you feeling it? A seven year old with a six pack doing the skills on Instagram? Uh, probably. Probably better than now we're playing at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the January transfer window, I don't I don't see Liverpool doing anything, to be honest, from everything that I've read and heard. Um, what, it would at be all? nice to get Nah, no, I don't think so. The way Klopp's talked about it because it's like the the official line is like, if there are opportunities, they'll go for something. But I think it's so difficult in January, but especially in, in this COVID affected window, someone like Militao maybe would be good just to help boost numbers and give uh, another option for an established senior center back. Uh, but again, you have to deal with Real Madrid, which means paying a loan fee and probably quite high wages. So unless maybe Origi goes, or mm. another player? Then I don't know how that how that would work exactly. Is,
1: is Stephen Corker still available for another? I mean, line?
0: That is what we need to find out. <laughs> Someone of that ilk, I... if not him. <laughs> uh, no, not of that ilk. Just him, <laughs> just Stephen Corker. Um, yeah, he's in Turkey at the moment. I think he's doing all right. Which is, uh, I follow yeah, him on, yeah. on on Twitter occasionally. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he's a Liverpool
1: legend, perks. Okay, on my Twitter followers list is Blackburn Rovers and Stephen Corker.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> what, we've, that's what we've established from today. Uh, before we move on then, where are we in the title race? Uh, it's obviously so close now. Um, Liverpool are... Uh, f- oh my God, we're, we're fourth, fourth. We're
1: fourth, yeah, I know. Officially, we're fourth <laughs> in the title race. Wow.
0: <laughs> How did that happen? When did that happen? Jesus! All right. Um, <laughs> st- still only three, still only three points off the top, but City have a game in hand. They can go uh, outright top uh, if let's say when they win that they're playing Villa okay. on Wednesday. Fulham, is it? Uh, Villa on Wednesday is what I'm looking at here in front of me. I said Villa then.
1: Um, yeah, I, honestly, we're we're second in the title race. It goes City us. And that's it.
0: <laughs> that's it. No one, else. Yeah, no one <laughs> else. else can do it. Despite the fact there are only five points between first and sixth, it's just the two teams that is it is it at it? the moment. Yeah, no, mm.
1: it is. It it is though, isn't it? Isn't
0: it? Uh, I think the next month is going to be pretty defining for this, really. Um, and I think because we've got City coming up relatively soon. Um, is that in February? That game? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna check that now. Um, sixth <laughs> of <this>. yes. Yeah, <laughs> It's great for an audio <laughs> medium. Uh, 6th of February, we are at home to Man City. Oh, and before God. that, we've got Burnley, obviously, this weekend. Tottenham away, another huge game. Uh, West Ham away, also potentially a tricky game. And home to Brighton before we are at home to City on oh, the 6th of February. I
1: just don't want to. I actually so don't that, want to watch it.
0: That run of games. And then, that, and then we've got Leicester away. Right oh. In, in oh, no, we love so, Leicester
1: away, actually. That's fine.
0: Leicester away, and then Leipzig, and then and then it's the Merseyside derby. Oh, so God, let's see how many games like, that One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So the next seven Premier League games, I think, are going to be make or break here. <laughs> um, and it's nice that hopefully Jota will be back Stanley. for February, they're saying. So at least half of those he should be able to get a run out in, or at least have some influence on.
1: Virgil back on the pitch.
0: I mean, did you see the video of him doing the keep ups? The best uh... keep
1: ups I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> <For Ali.
0: laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares about that Maradona one where he's kicking it really high up in the air and controlling it? I mean, that's Anyone can do that. With. I can yeah, do exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. But Big Verge under the sunny Dubai sky doing four <laughs> keep-ups. I mean, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, what you saying? Should we, should we rush him back, Getting back, <laughs> get back? No, don't rush him season. back, please,
1: because he'll just get crocked.
0: <laughs> Wheel him out, keep a wheelchair for
1: the second half. No, just, you know, t- take your time, but not too much time.
0: Yeah, just recover at your own pace as long as you are back but quicker April. Than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, for me I'm starting to I'm starting to lose a little bit of hope here. Uh, having seen that table and <laughs> having seen that run of seven fixtures oh but God, um, this
1: is not a good look for Liverpool right now is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh the other slightly depressing update just before we move on to the for to the games at or well, this week and this weekend is there was news. I think it's from the Mirror originally that said that Genie Wijnaldum has made up his mind that he wants to leave and go to Barcelona this summer. How's that hit you? Words. He will be
1: sorely missed, and I don't think we appreciate it at the moment just how important he is to the side. Um, we definitely, definitely need to replace with you know a world class talent because mm. he. I think he's played every Premier League game this season, right?
0: I think so. He might have been a sub and come on in one of them, but he's been there. I know he's played the, I think it's been the third most minutes of any outfield player. I think it's after Firmino and Andy Robertson this right. season. And last season, yeah, he was virtually an ever-present as well. It's yeah. just such an important... Like availability
1: player. alone, it puts him mm. above most of our midfield. So just buy someone that's not injury-prone in midfield please yeah i him. mean because you
0: you look at people and you're saying like okay do we really need to to sign someone else there when you've got cater and jones for example but cater just, just hasn't been reliable with injuries and jones and is still probably not ready to young. play
1: jones definitely not ready to play those minutes and yeah, probably I mean, not you ready to... to play that role you know in the starting 11 yet. Yeah. so yeah definitely yeah. need to replace
0: and even if Milner's still there next season, his best years have gone. And Oxley chamberlain again, I'm not convinced he'll be there. Fitness-wise, and certainly not. I don't think that's his best position in that sort of Wijnaldum connective tissue role between the, the back four and, and the attackers as well with the way he, he keeps possession and recycles it so well. So that's a shame, really. Uh, more bad. <laughs> more bad I can't say. remember. When
1: was the last time it was this negative? 2016?
0: <laughs> hey, and Emma hasn't even turned year? up. Em's just screaming into a pillow. Grizz is crying himself to to sleep. sleep. I mean, it's just, at least we turned up for this today, but eh?
1: Yeah. Uh, Was that a good idea?
0: Um, Let's just take a a quick break there. We'll both go scream into a pillow and then we'll be back to talk about Burnley and the uh, next Manchester United game. Okay, so Burnley next. That is on Thursday. Uh, Hey, listen to this, Perz. Burnley are the lowest scorers in the Premier League overall. Uh, They've lost three of the last four. They've scored only one goal. Is this the ideal fixer to get the goals going again? Or potentially another absolutely dreadful 0-0? You know,
1: those things you just rattled off there are usually a recipe for success. In actual fact, it's a recipe for disaster here. It's mm. definitely going to be nil-nil. The ideal game next is Leeds, because we'll score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, this a... is just the worst. They're just going to sit back again, which is fine. I'm not going to, you know, you can play how you want. But for us right now, that's just the worst thing we could come up against.
0: Yeah, because I read those, those stats, but I did omit one, which is that they are... Not that bad defensively. In fact, they've conceded fewer than Manchester United so far this season. So while they don't score, um they don't actually concede that many, and they are a pretty unpleasant side to play against. You know, they've, they've obviously it's it's a, they're a physical side under Sean dykes They've got big attackers like uh, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, etc., etc. Um, you're you're seeing this is going to be a, a difficult game.
1: Yeah, because they'll they'll be looking at us now and thinking we can be got at, or at least they'll get something out of this game. They've got a blueprint haven't they? Yeah, and look, they usually when we play them, they usually don't think they can get anything out of us, as as mm. the most as did most teams. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be so tough. I, I I really don't know what we're gonna do here.
0: And they were also famously the the team that stopped us from having a hundred percent home record last season, which was slightly annoying, it's, wasn't it? That
1: is true. Yeah, but we were all drunk, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> that is we're still fine. Off yeah stiller. um yeah apparently for me no is uh, what changes would you make for this game i mean like probably is it going to be the same the same pretty much setup for this or was there anything other you would you would tinker uh, with
1: i'd change the scoreline
0: oh yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. I to think what
1: so uh, probably a win for liverpool a few goals yeah i see it um in terms of lineup you probably you, you probably do put Reese Williams back there and and push Henderson up, um, against dropping. like
0: Wood and Barnes and all their other massive all, bastards. Okay,
1: Nat Phillips then. All right. He's just a bit you know stockier. Mm. Um, actually, Matip. We rested Matip, or like he just wasn't ready. So will he be ready for Thursday?
0: I mean, potentially he would be. I I, I kind of expect him to be just. Um... Because I think they, they wanted him to do two full training sessions before me and I to make sure he was ready. I think he did one or he did maybe two, but he didn't seem quite sharp enough. So in theory, he's back in training for full, uh, full training now. So he, he he ought to be ready, but you never know with Joel because he, yeah, yeah. there might be another, another <laughs> how knock. Many,
1: how many weeks in a row have we said, is Matip going to be fit for this one? Yeah. And he's then you've come gone. Arm. Yeah, he's in full training. No, he's not trained yet we've had the
0: same back and forth for about I mean, a year now. He's become our ledley king now where you just <laughs> yeah. just deal with it. If he's if he's there great, if he's not there uh yeah, but um so yeah, I'm just, just
1: just this Henderson back in midfield for one of Williams, Phillips, Matip. Um yeah. and then phew, drop Salah for Shakiri, just going to say it. Interesting hot take.
0: That is a hot take. Um, I would potentially be interested in seeing Curtis Jones come into midfield for this game as well. Yeah. Just because I think he's got a little bit more, I don't know, just uh, energy about him that we might need for a game like this. Uh, I know this is probably not a popular one, but I might even take Trent out for this one and put uh, Nico Williams in. Again, just for those energy levels and to give Trent a bit of a mm-hmm. rest because I think he's looked knackered and potentially not fully fit as well, I don't think there's a lot you can do with the attack, especially with Jota not available. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think putting in a Rigi is going to make anything any better, unfortunately. So it probably it is what it is for the rest of it. Um, yeah. I mean, well, potentially, what you could do is you could put you could put Mane through the middle or Salah through the middle, and then put Shakiri in one of the in one of the wide positions.
1: Yeah. The only I said drop Salah because he just looks well bad. Basically, that's as far as my analysis <laughs> can go. Um, it's top analysis and, here. Well, Kagan I'll post. give you an example. Last time he was dropped and then came on, he scored two and assisted one against Crystal Palace. So I believe that was the last time anyway. So repeat yeah. of that is what I'm predicting.
0: OK, so bench Salah, make him angry, score yeah. seven goals. That's the plan. <laughs> Salah um, gets all seven. Is there like, do we have half an eye on the FA Cup game or in your mind? (laughs) All right, well, all right, great, let's move on. Um, (laughs) Well, I
1: don't. uh, Clock might have a quarter of an eye on it.
0: A a quarter of an (laughs) eye?
1: How much of an uh, eye does Clock have on the FA Cup?
0: Half an iris. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know how this affects that game really because historically he's not been a big fan of uh the world's oldest cup competition which is fine i understand that but because it's manchester united i don't know whether that makes it a little bit spicier and because this is a home game against burnley whether you know this is the game where potentially a few players might get swapped out and then brought back from man united or not but in reality i probably expect it to be opposite whereas they go quite strong against burnley trying get back on track in the league and then there'll be more changes from man united wouldn't you think?
1: Hang on, they're, they're both away, right?
0: No, Burnley's at home. Is it? And Yes. And okay. then uh, United's at Old Trafford on... <sighs> so it's Thursday, Sunday as well, which is like a really awkward schedule.
1: Yeah. Look, we just, the Premier League is, is will always be the most important competition for us. And yeah, even though it's Man United, he might throw a couple of big names in there that he wouldn't mm. normally do. But yeah, I think all guns blazing against Burnley.
0: Are we expecting a similar affair against Manchester United then on Sunday, or do you think it's going to open up just because of the fact that it's at Old Trafford and they're going to play a different way, or we're going to play a different way, or is it just going to be another cagey nightmare of a performance?
1: <laughs> it won't. It won't be cagey because neither team will will care as much. It will be like, would you a B team, B and a half team, you know, a half. few yeah, A minus, A might. That's what I should have said. Yeah. A an A minus team, um, yeah, probably like two one to Man United or something. They'll nick it just because they can.
0: And you not you don't care about that in any way. That doesn't sort of doesn't hit different because it's Man United. Uh,
1: I probably will when we're actually playing it, um, <laughs> but right now I'm just so annoyed that we we've dropped to fourth that like we need to beat Burnley. So
0: yeah. Yeah. and for me it's not even the united game yesterday because that happens more i mean last season was was different but most seasons that's what happens you know there are cage those are cagey encounters and to uh, to drop two United isn't isn't that big a deal but when you look at the table now it's played 18 won 9 drawn 7 lost two and to draw seven at this point of the season is is ridiculous it's the second worst
1: isn't it brighton the only one uh go yeah, down IMs. draw
0: yeah, Brighton have drawn eight, and then yeah. everyone else is six or five it's or, or just, fewer.
1: Like so, last season those seven draws are wins, mm. uh, we're just not getting over the line this season for some reason. And it's the manner of teams.
0: Enough. It's the manner of teams as well that we've played. So West Brom, uh, who else? Brighton as well. I mean, the Everton game was a bit different because you know there were well, different yeah, we circumstances that. around we that. that which, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just been. It's been quite yeah. poor. Look,
1: we're not halfway through the season yet, so there's a lot to play. Um,
0: that is the thing, isn't it? Like, we're treating this like people are saying, oh, top at Christmas and top at New Year, etc, etc. But because everything's shifted slightly, we're not even at the same, yeah. we're not halfway. The, the this is the yet, real Christmas now. So this can we be, of,
1: if we, if we be top at, if we beat Burnley, will we be top at Christmas?
0: <laughs> top at Chinese New Year. <laughs>
1: That's the new one.
0: Um, okay, so just before we end then, let's get your predictions for these two games. I said, by the way, I said a draw last weekend, so very delighted about that. That's the, Do, that's did the real we all quiz. say that? Uh, I think Scott actually went for Oh a, no, I
1: said 3-1. <laughs> I said 3-1. Yeah,
0: two. and Scott went for a Liverpool win as well, I think. I think Emma might have gone for a 0-0 draw, but she will never know now.
1: Um, <laughs> Congrats, anyone. If-
0: yeah, um, Burnley. I think we just have to. We have to get a win here. So I'm gonna say one nil. Sadio your oh, money. God,
1: even that won't feel good enough. Or will no. it? No, I'll go three nil.
0: Okay. Three 0 Burnley. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Chris Wood hat trick. <laughs> oh God. And then if we go to Man United then straight on Sunday, uh, you, you said you said two one before. I yeah, think. I'll stick with that
1: two one United
0: uh i'm gonna go with a penalty shootout win for liverpool uh be yeah lovely against united just because of the way, like because there aren't replays this year i think which is one of the reasons that klopp has really uh, dismissed this competition before we saw he did put out a strong team against aston Villa last round i think there's a chance that we might have a strong team again i mean we saw that we can we can match united and we can create chances so if we can get, you know, if we can get that far, I think United are actually better away from home than they are at home. So this might, you know, might actually be a decent opportunity for Liverpool. And if we can get a win there, then potentially that will kickstart the rest of the season. But as always, goals are a problem. Need more of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you can, please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you, you know, download. It would be very much appreciated. Give us five stars. Why not? Or, you know, you can't give us six stars like uh, like Liverpool have got. But anyway. Oh, there you go. Hey. Something positive. Uh, Purds, where can people find you if they want to follow you for more for more great content?
1: Oh, uh, there's some excellent content on at AlexPurdy21 on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I am at Andy underscore Headspeth on Twitter. And we also have the Gagum Press pod uh, to follow. Online as well. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already and you enjoyed what you heard. We'll be back again probably this time next week. Talk through hopefully much better performances against Burnley and Manchester United. But in reality, probably quite turgid affairs. But we'll take it as long as we win. Uh, it is goodbye then from me, Andrew Hedspeth. And say goodbye, Mr Alex Purdy.
1: Goodbye. We'll see you next time.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger,
1: McNuggets or Mc Crispy Sandwich.